This podcast is being brought to you by Leftover Energy, LLC. I am service. I am uplift. Oh, so you got your joke. You got my joke. All right. And I'm going to, um, how do I pronounce? Is it Romeo and, wait, Romeo, let me say it first. Don't, Romeo E. Ju- I know it's Romeo and Juliet, but He's pronounce it for It's called Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> <laughs> you had it right the first time. <laughs> they call it Romeo and Julieta. Okay, that's what I was looking uh, for. Okay. What were you about to say? I said, you know, my parents came to see that production. Uh-huh. It's my first big international production. Yeah. Romeo got my picture up around town. Yeah. And, you know, we they finished the show. We walking back. And I look back. My mama has taken a poster off the wall, rolled it up. <laughs> and that poster is in my room right now. Right now. <laughs> she going to take her I, baby poster. Hey, I was ashamed for like, until I saw the picture on the wall. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. All right. Yeah. You probably know what you were doing. Right. Okay. I that's appreciate right. that. <laughs> About Elias Hendricks. Mm-hmm. Romeo and Juliet mm-hmm. debut opera performance in Cita della Pieve, mm-hmm. yeah. Italy, mm-hmm. for a 19-year-old was just the beginning of an exciting and varied career. Elias has appeared in over 20 opera productions and several musical theater productions, such as Lion King in Hong Kong and Motown the Musical on London's West End. His solo show has been a hit for almost 10 years, and he founded the all-black male classic quartet, Vox Fortura. Mm -hmm. In 2016, Vox Fortura were semi-finalists on Britain's Got Talent and have since traveled the world performing their classical crossover show. Having returned home to Birmingham, Alabama, after six years of living in London, Vox Fortura will make their symphonic debut as headliners to start the Opera Birmingham 2022 season. In addition to advancing both his career as a leader in the classical soul crossover genre, Elias is working to build a Birmingham-based minority coalition of classically trained professionals and a nonprofit for the underserved youth of Birmingham. Mm-hmm. The aim of both is not is to not only support and highlight talented individuals, but also to help create more opportunities for minorities in the classical arena. Mm-hmm. Elias, tell me a joke. Well, since I'm back in uh, Birmingham, I'm going to tell you an Alabama joke. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. <laughs> what does Auburn actually stand for? <sighs> I can't think of a, enough bad names, but, <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> it stands for Alabama usually beats us around Around November. November. <laughs> All right. Roll Tide, roll. <laughs> I love it. What's the best way? 
to get rid of a demon. Now, you know, we were raised in the church now. now but you know, <laughs> you're going to have to go on and tell me this one. You have to exercise a lot. Oh, God. Ba-dum, oh, God. <laughs> you ought to see the look on Eric's oh. face right now. Was that the cheesy of the cheesy for the Halloweezy? Yeah. Right? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> 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 I was waiting on the moon. <laughs> All right. Now, um, I'm going to go down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, first things first. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out of order. I'm going to go in reverse order this time. First things first. What is your social media? Like, where do you reside? So you can find me. Yeah. At Elias Hendricks on mm-hmm. Instagram mm-hmm. and Buddy Hill on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for my group, you can find us at Vox Fortura, which is V O X F O R T U R A, on all of the platforms Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We haven't made a TikTok yet. When are you going to make a TikTok? I have no plan. When but you I, do, I'll, I'll hold the, I'll do the camera. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, to, I'm serious. But you're going to have to show me how to do one first. You know, I don't know that I'm the person. Okay, all right. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll do the filming. But, man, the way they put it together, and I, I'll it. get Allie Pierce to. Um, I, I love I love TikTok. I like I like watching it on Instagram. I just haven't gone on the platform oh, to figure no, it dude. out yet. Let me tell you. I will, I think, no, not last night. I went to bed on time. But most nights. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there going through TikTok oh, to the point where the little automated thing comes up and says, Book, all right, too much. <laughs> You've got to turn it off now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm just so addicted to it. Yeah. Now, we have this little thing going on this uh, season. Mm-hmm. What makes you so Birmingham, right? Okay. So you say what makes you so Birmingham, and then I'm going to say what makes you so Birmingham. What makes me so Birmingham? Mm-hmm. I have to go with my family. Yeah. My family makes me so Birmingham. I feel like, um, you know, everywhere I go, you know, I know someone that either knows me yeah. or my mother, or my father, or my grandfather, yeah. you know. So, I mean, my family has big history here, and, uh, you know, I think that's something that's that I'm proud of. Yeah. To call myself a Birminghamian. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go with the same thing, man. You are a Hendrix. That is what makes you so Birmingham. (laughs) It's like um, not only um, because a lot of people do know about your family through politics, Mm -hmm. but what a lot of people don't know is your family through business, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Through entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Your parents have a, a deep history in um, the arts and art. And so I have always um, enjoyed that fact and mm-hmm. being around your parents because, you know, you they make you pl- proud to be black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, like, that, that is just... Some a, a piece of warmth and love 
that I have always embraced from your family. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's what I, why I think. Yeah, they, they, they're cool. way cooler than me. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, the other thing, and I've been forgetting to ask people this one. you got to say your first, fondest, or funniest memory with us. With you and me? Yeah. Yep. That should be really easy. I mean, my fondest. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, well, I'll put it this way. Oh, no. No, we ain't going to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me think. Now, While you think, I'm going to go. Okay. My fondest memory was... Um, I guess it's been, what, about seven, eight years ago now when I got baptized again. Mm-hmm. And you sung that Sunday at church. Mm-hmm. And right after you sang, you came and hugged me. Yeah, that was a said big you one. you were proud of me. That was huge, man. Yeah, that 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 actually tops all the times Daji brought y'all in the, <laughs> over to the house. And, and, and y'all would come over to the house and... Um, literally, since they were in, since he and his sister, his twin sister, were babies, like his sister, we they come over. They couldn't get and, rid of us, man. I'm trying to tell you. And we what is out. so crazy? I saw Shia just a couple of weeks ago in D.C. and oh my God, she's just so beautiful, and how she could be so beautiful. And you could be so ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. I had to get you. I had to get you. man. (laughs) Thank God I ain't got no self-confidence issues over here. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Is this not a... Y'all, when you are listening to this, be sure you look at the picture that's on there because this is one of my most... And some friends, but um, nah, he's got to say it. Go ahead, go ahead. So when he pulled up, I was outside, uh-huh. and I was thinking that's probably a lie because I try to gauge. So about time for people to get here. Yeah. He pulled up, walking towards the door, and I'm like, "Who's this pretty ass dude walking towards the door?" <laughs> <laughs> so that joke, See, you that know joke I'm, didn't even hurt him. You dig? You know? You know? So what? You got to go with a, a a fine memory. You know? See, I was gonna go with the church one, yeah. but I was gonna try to find something a little. But you know, I, but I, what I will say is, because to mention that, because that was such a big moment, because yeah. I've known you, you know, as just a you know big brother, yeah. you know, yeah, and uh, you know, coming back into church myself, yeah, in those moments, and I, I tell you, you know, traveling around and going through those early twenty moments of you know questioning God and questioning my, you know, <clears throat> what what is spirituality, what is what, what place the church have in my life. To have you go through the rebaptism process and then being able to sing at that moment, especially something like the prayer, yeah. you know what I mean, which yeah. is what I sung that Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was, it was great because I feel like that's it showed your maturation at that age. I think you know, as I get to be, you know, that age, it's it's nice to know. Okay, my spirituality can grow with me. You know yeah. what I mean, and yeah. I can mature into this thing. It's a lifelong process, so I, it was it was a special day for me, man. Yeah, it really was. I'll, I'll never forget that. Um, 
Now, you talk about maturation. Mm-hmm. Um, and your matriculation was very different from the average person. Mm-hmm. So take us through it. I mean, how <laughs> with from I'm saying school, I mean, I, you went to different schools, yeah. you know what I'm saying? What was how did you I want to know every step of how you got here today. I'm going I'm going yeah. to give you the I'm going to take you through from the beginning all the way to now. I'm, yeah. I'm going to try to speed through it, but you know, uh, first and foremost, I was a young black man born and raised in Mountain Brook, Alabama. Yeah. So, you know, already I'm this unicorn. Yeah. You know, and uh, but I was raised in my parents' daycare. Right. Doing Malcolm X during Black History. You know, yeah. playing Malcolm X during Black History Month and and doing Kwanzaa and being yeah. surrounded by a host of black, beautiful black people and teachers who were nurturing me. Yeah. And then going back into that environment, then from there went to Highlands Day School, which was a predominantly, uh, you know, white private school in Mountain Brook. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> you know, we were so far ahead from Altamont, we tested a whole grade ab- above the rest of the kids at that school coming from week here. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, you know I'm, I'm already, they gave me the building blocks that were that allowed me to excel in these, you know, high performance, academic performance environments. Right. Um, so I did that, found my love for soccer there, started to excel in, in sports, basketball and those things. Uh, but still kept my grades to an acceptable level. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say I was a straight-A student ever, mm-hmm. but, you know, those schools were challenging enough that, you know, yeah. my 3.0 GPA was, was, was meant you were doing some things. Meant you were doing some so, things. So <clears throat> I went to Altamont from 5th to 12th grade, uh, had an amazing experience there, and it was a, you know, a state champion track uh, guy. I was one of the top players, soccer players in the state leaving there. Um, but, you know, I discovered music. You know, just on the off chance that I was trying to go out there and, you know, find out where the cute girls were. And they kept going to the choir room. So I said, let me go ahead and, you know, see if I can sing a little bit. <laughs> a little, put a little you know, something, something down. Like a little captain of the soccer team coming here and, you know, <laughs> sing a little Luther to him. A little, <laughs> what's up, girl? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, so, but, so, so this was the, this was the moment for me that really flipped it, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the. The choir room, and mm. I'm there for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> and my choir director, you know, he said, oh, "You got it. You got a nice voice." I'm like, "Okay, you know, thank you." Yeah, I'm gonna play the soccer, and you know, <laughs> I got enough to do with the with the with the academics at Altamont. Yeah, but he played for me a song that was so far into my understanding. It was a piece from the Duraflay Requiem. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Maurice Duraflay made this requiem, and the second movement is the Kyrie movement, which is Kyrie eleison, uh, uh, Christe eleison, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. And the amount of emotion that... I sang that at Ramsey. Okay, uh, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. I mean, you forget I was in the choir. Okay, hold on, let me... All right, man. Uh, nah. All right, man. Nah. So you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so that piece, I had... It, 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 created a, a feeling of emotion that I really hadn't gotten with anything else in my life. Right. And through classical music. So my love for music in a performance setting really developed from that classical impetus. So then I started to do it as a, for the love of it. From that moment, I became a big nerd about it. I was in the choirs. I did all these competitions. And I started to learn opera because he was an opera singer. And he was able to kind of pour into me what he knew. 
Um, and I just got to a, you know, kind of a fate experience right before I was supposed to go to college. I had all these recruiting from Duke and all these other places for soccer. Broke my leg. Couldn't go. I never knew that. Broke it. I mean, I'm talking about one week. Gone. All the, I mean, you talk about all the scholarship opportunities and Ivy League school opportunities and things like that through this was, were gone. So I thought, you know, I really do want to, to, to get a scholarship, you know. Yeah. I got a twin sister, you know. You know, my parents are like, uh, you know, <laughs> we've been, we been depending on this scholarship yeah. for at least two, three years now. We just knew we you were going. Right. This. We knew we you were going. We already gonna, got right. the house redesigned. <laughs> right. We got so, the plan. Right. So I, I you know, I, I, I decided, you know, this music is good. I've been, you know, I've, I've gotten second in the state in this competition. You know. It's okay. I had no understanding of that as a career choice at all at this point. I'm just like, I want a scholarship. So I auditioned for schools that had a great soccer team and a good music program. I got scholarships in to all of them through opera. And then I got a scholarship wow. to Tanglewood, which is the one of the top music festivals for young singers in the country. And then I got a then I got this the first solo on the stage from that group. And then from that point forward, it was almost like you know, I got the scholarship to SMU. And then at every juncture at 19, I'm singing in Italy. And then, so I'm like, these things are surprises for me because I didn't know they even existed. So yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying yes to things and just experience them for the first time. And they just open up my mind to the real level of passion that I have for it. It's not necessarily normal. Mm -hmm. So then I realized, okay, this is something that is really deeply connected to me. Mm -hmm. So I just keep cultivating. I keep studying. I keep, you know, opera takes, you know, getting your languages in, mm -hmm. getting your breathing techniques in, mm -hmm. learning your, you know, how to align your voice and access different frequencies. So I just keep studying and studying and studying. And, you know, next thing you know, I've got a technique and I'm out here, you know, singing <laughs> full time. Right. You know, and and, and making that step. So I, I, I leave SMU, go to New York, I was supposed to go to Juilliard. Uh, it's another big moment for me. I decided not to. Um, I got in, of course, and everything. But you know, I think part of it was that I didn't really feel like I wanted to then go into debt mm. for music. Yeah, you know, the business side of it. Right. I'm thinking. Right. You know, sixty, eighty thousand. I got a half. I got a scholarship. Mm -hmm. It was only half, mm -hmm. which is the top they could give. But I said, you know, I, am I going to go eighty thousand dollars in debt? Yeah, half day ain't half. I didn't well. even. I didn't even know at <laughs> this point. Still, I'm like, am I? Is can you even do this? Right. because you ain't never seen. You I don't mean, have a. I had. A, I, I saw that. I had a three motenders master class, so I saw some black men doing it. But right. am I going to be able to do it? Right. So I decided to kind of go off and and study privately. Okay. And what I found was this crossover thing which I'm doing now. Yeah. I found, you know, people like Josh Groban or, you know, what the three Mo Tenors did. Mm -hmm. And I found a way to I, I, I ended up making my own graduate program where I studied in LA with Seth Riggs, who was like uh, you know, he taught Michael Jack he was Michael Jackson's voice teacher. Wow. Stevie Wonder's voice teacher. He taught Natalie Cole and Josh Groban and these guys. Uh studied with him for like you know, six months. And then I, I studied with a great teacher in New York, went to Germany and studied with a guy. Um, and from that, I learned to take my classical voice and cross over. So then the next gig that came up was Simba and the Lion King. So I was not only asking, I was not asking, what do I sound good in? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm like, I, well, I, now I can sing six different styles. Yeah. What do I look like? 
And I'm like 22 years old, looking like I'm 16. This yeah. Lion King comes up. I read the breakdown. I'm like, well, I look like that. Let me go and audition for this. Yeah. Straight away, they offer me a job in Hong Kong. And I'm like, I've never been to Hong Kong. I remember that. I was like, I'm like, well, Damn! I'm like, well, <laughs> I see the check and I'm like, when well, you I... got to be the Lion King, we was all the Lion King. <laughs> yeah. I just want you to know. <laughs> Again, Birmingham has never not, I, everywhere I go, Birmingham is right there with me, right? Yes, sir. My friends and family always got my back. So I'm out there in Hong Kong and had the most amazing time out there. And, you know, so that experience opened my world. Yeah to, you know, some of the basic truths that you don't really get without living in places. Like, yeah. really, every single person, human, wants the same thing. You know, there are different types of people in every race. People are basically the same. Right. And I did not understand. You can really feel that when you're living and working amongst right. people and, 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 and appreciating their culture and they're appreciating yours. Now, you always got... You know, yeah, you gonna them have, folk, yeah, yeah, are gonna be them folk no matter in every race, right, right, and some more than others. But in by and large, especially in music, mm-hmm. you know, because it is such a warming type of thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to be a meet mad all the time. You right. singing songs for a living, right? right. So, <clears throat> so I went out there, did two and a half years out there. Um, then I, I, I joined a, a, a cruise ship. Uh, for seven months. Mm-hmm. I got a job. That This is my first audition I ever took in New York. They called me right after I left Hong Kong. They said, well, we got a world cruise and you get to see the whole world. We want you to come on and do your own show. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a show. And I was like, well, I got one though. Yeah. I got one. You know, so yeah. So I developed the show on the ship and it was the lead singer there and we traveled. I saw 50 cities across the world in seven months. Yeah. Then I moved to London took that show with me. That was the basis for my ability to, to then stay in London and work. And from that experience, being an American, black American man over there with these types of talents, it was it was, it was great for me. You know, yeah. Britain's Got Talent was huge. I did the West End. I performed my show in different places around Europe. You yeah. know, um, it was it was it was amazing. Yeah. You know, and then COVID hit and I realized, you know, at this point, I'd been away for eight, nine years mm-hmm, out mm-hmm, of the country. Mm-hmm. And I got to a point where I said, you know, I can really work from anywhere. I can take my show. And my my group, Boxer Tour, had been formed at this point. Right. I have enough to work from anywhere. Let me go back to where my family and friends are. Right. Let me finally come back home and spend some time with the people that I love. Yeah. And so I moved back. Two things. Number one, when you were talking about finding a feeling mm-hmm. you hadn't felt before, I, I'm this, and I have nowhere near your voice, mm-hmm. but there is something about <clears throat> singing classical music that you just, it just, oh man, I, I love it. It's, it's, you it's, know, it's, it's I mean, there's a million different ways to dissect why it's that way. Yeah. From a frequency level, just the use of your entire body yeah. resonating yeah. creates a different emotion. You get higher frequencies emitted through you. Wow. So then you also have the the you know the the nature of the music that's the accompaniment, the orchestral side of things, and how you can elevate stuff. That's what we do with Vox Futura. We take cl- soul music and add classical elements to it. And the depth 
is created through the music. So all I have to do is sing it. You know? Wow. <laughs> what were you going to say? Nothing. <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> oh, wow. That's and and that makes sense because like when I'm singing in the choir, mm-hmm. there are the the songs we sing following the music. Oh, it just do you, feels Do you better. remember the feeling you felt when you were in Ramsey Choir and you were yes, singing? Yes. You know, yes. Oh Manu Mysterio. Yes. And yes. You, I've never felt that since. But you will never forget it. <laughs> yeah. I can I can I can remember those feelings. Choir is that that is that the is. closest thing that most people will get to that full on classical feeling. And I get so frustrated with the choir. I I was fussing with um Vedric just the other day. I tell the my section to shut up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I did that like Feeling yeah, yeah, the music, yeah, yeah. yeah, and that's that's what it is, man. And and it's that classical element that I feel like. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love all music, right? But that's what I have trained and I know well, and I know the benefit of it. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to again, as you you know, you read in my 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 bio, it's important for that to be reintroduced to music in general. And the music that we know and love, I, I would to to give a different depth. Right. Not to say that it's it's better or worse. It's just a different way of imagining those words and that music. Absolutely. You know? And as you build your 501c3, mm-hmm. as you give back, like, I just really hope and pray that because we have kids here with talent, and I just don't know that our school system is exposing these kids to, to it's like, man, I, I just, I want to help lift you up yeah. because there is some kid out there that has some talent mm-hmm. that has no idea that a path like yours mm-hmm. could possibly be in front of them. Right. And, and, and that's, that's one thing with this show as well Yeah, uh, that I'm trying to do. And, and that I've, I've had, I've had several people come to me, because I've opened this up to them. I've let them know about what my passion is to the 501c3. Uh-huh. And I've said, listen, man, if you if you want to get involved above and beyond just coming to see the show, buy a couple of tickets for 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 some young kids. You know, yeah. donate to the nonprofit and let me let me give these tickets to someone at Ramsey or someone at, you know, yeah. Hayes, you know, or some some, you know, one of these schools where there's a kid in need, or talk to Dr. Mays at the city schools and let them allocate those tickets because it's a moment. It's just a moment that can create an enti- can change the entire trajectory of someone's path. And they wouldn't even know it right. unless they had it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate that because I, I, I'm very passionate about that. The kid, the talent level in, Al- in Birmingham, Alabama has always been high. We've always, look at what happened when, we had, when American Idol opened up. Right. Where are they coming from? Three of them from Alabama. Come on. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, of course, you're saying we don't know if the school system, the schools are under, the school systems are really under attack, especially in these, in the arts sector, because right. we have to accommodate things like tech and coding and all these other things mm-hmm. that then where's the funding for the arts and where's the appreciation for the arts? Because we don't need, we don't really even sing like that anymore. So when you lose that, connection to what really created the, the the need for it, you don't have it anymore. So 
this is seeking to kind of recreate that. And also, the money is there for scholarships. I didn't yeah. even know. I went to Altamont. I didn't yeah. even know scholarship money was out there for, for opera. Right. If, you, if I can teach a kid a little bit of theory, right. teach a really great singer a few classical techniques, teach him a classical song or two, yeah. have him audition for a school. They might go to Harvard. They might go to Yale, which is free if you get into the music program. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And the talent and what they look for in these schools is potential. At 18, we're not looking for you to be the finished product. Right. I need to hear a great throat, a good sound, mm-hmm. and I need you to tick these boxes that say you can compete at this school academically and musically. And if you give them those skills, I'm, I'm telling you, man, 10 years from now, you're going to see some amazing young talent coming, going through some of the best schools in the country for music. That's what we want. Hey, I'm Charles Barkley. Call for a Redmond and water at bars and restaurants throughout the great state of Alabama. Redmond Vodka, available at select ABC stores and package stores. Redmond Vodka is eight times distilled, gluten-free, and is made from non-GMO corn. Looking to support a local business? Redmond Distilling is Alabama proud and minority-owned. Learn more online at redmonddistilling.com. Aside from your own, mm-hmm. what's one of your favorite charities? Um, I think the Urban League does good work. Mm. Um, a friend of mine, uh, I think you might know him. Let me pull, pull up here. Dez Wilson. Yeah, you know Dez. Yeah. So Dez is uh he's the videographer on my uh, on my show. We're doing a documentary about it. And, nice. Uh, he's he's shooting it for me. And uh, his charity, man, is called the Black Arts Academy. Uh-huh. It's a creative nonprofit, and he's working with uh, students from the juvenile detention facility, and helping them learn some of the hard, you know, you know, some of those skills. Yeah. Like uh, you know, mixing and mastering. Right. Some of the, you know, everyone can be a rapper, but really and truthfully, can you mix and master? Your own exactly. Stuff? The engineering. T- the engineer. The things mm-hmm. you can actually get gamefully employed in. Right. When you leave, so he's doing some some great work with them, and he's got some good partners and people that he has come in to help them with those projects. Uh, so I got to give a shout out to Dez, man. I think That's what's it, up. he and, and his, his his group at the Black Arts Academy are doing some great work, man. Well, if you choose not to answer one of these questions, you're going to be making a donation now. All right. But they're easy. <laughs> Let's start off with the best one, right. Alabama or Auburn. Come on now. You already know from my original joke. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Now. Okay. A&M State. Now you know I gotta say AM, but you know why though. Why? My little nephew boy. Yeah. Tearing it up. Tearing it up, man. Of course, of course. Okay. What about the legend? I mean the Legion or the Stallions? Legion. Uh I love it when somebody comes and says the Legion. Legion, You know. You know they won last night. They're going to be they're gonna have a home playoff game. All right. And we ran a story about um, their team captain in our 360 News, so that's out right now. Oh, that's what's up. But you know they got the best colors in the world, too. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why you said that. Barons or Squadron? Oh, I mean, the Barons are the OGs, man. You know, mm-hmm. Michael Jordan played for them, you know, yeah. so you got to go with the Barons. All right. Sloss Furnace or Vulcan Park? Sloss furnace all day, man. All right. Yeah. 
Birmingham Zoo or McWayne Science Center? Birmingham Zoo for the win every time, man. <laughs> Biggie yeah. or Tupac? Uh, oh, come on now. Don't make me do that. <laughs> Shout out to Dodgy, <sighs> baby, baby. Yeah, Tupac. Now we <laughs> no, she going to go with Biggie. Biggie, I, exactly. You choose Tupac. Now we, as I was going to say, we've gone back and forth <laughs> with this one. That's what I'm saying. Don't make me do it. <laughs> I'm going to hear about this one later. Crossplex or Legion Field? Legion Field. All right. Protective Stadium or Legacy Arena? Legacy Arena. All right. Botanical Gardens or Railroad Park? Railroad Park, believe it or not. Okay. Regions Park or Rickwood Field? Mm. Regions Park. All right. Um... Go. Who the greatest of all time? Greatest rapper of all time? Greatest rapper of all mm -hmm. time? Who the go? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was gonna make a joke, but now nah, I'm not gonna do it. Um I gotta go with gotta go with Tupac, man. Okay. For what he stood for. Okay. I got you. You know, so, hey, I have no argument. Sometimes the the person that chooses between Tupac and Biggie, they that's not necessarily their goat. So right, that's right. why I was asking. All right. Now, um, we have one of those supportive um, environments mm -hmm. around us, right? I, I know people who say things like, you know, don't nobody do nothing. Don't nobody go nowhere. Mm -hmm. uh, ain't nothing to do in Birmingham, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But there's always something going on mm -hmm. here in the city of Birmingham because people are so creative and people are so thoughtful. And it's just, you know, to see black people in this space is already, you know, gives you a sense of pride. Yeah. And then to see your little brother excelling in this space mm -hmm. really gives me a source of pride. And it wants me to make sure that our friends are listening mm -hmm. so that they can bring their children yeah. or bring themselves to support. Mm -hmm. So tell us what you got going on. Well, uh, November 6th, 5.30 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm bringing my uh, my vocal group, Vox Fortura. Now, uh, how did you come up with the name? Um, so, we initially came up with a few other options. Okay. Vox, we wanted Vox because Vox is voice. Gotcha. In Latin. Gotcha. Fortura kind of is a play on strong and brave, fortune. Mm. So we wanted to have something that was in a different language, but, you know, that had a, a sense of power to it, nice. right? So it basically means kind of strong, fortunate voices of the future, right? So that's kind of what that means. Um, and uh, we picked that, and it's also trademarkable, which mm. was important at the time. Right. You know, because you go on a platform like Britain's Got Talent, again, yeah. the business side of things, I want to be able to take this concept and trademark it. Yeah. Just in the case that we are successful with it, so that was that was important as well. Um, and That's the, you know, and the but the name needed to be something that was 
I wanted to be powerful, but I didn't need it to just overtly, you know, I didn't want to splash power everywhere. Yeah. You know, I didn't want it just to have that out there, but it does have a very powerful meaning yeah. in Latin. So yeah. yeah. And the fact that it's Latin, I just love that. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Now, who's in the group with you? Uh, currently? Yeah. So my current configuration is, uh, is, is, is different than where we started. When we started, we had two Americans and two Brits. A uh, fellow named Julius uh, from Connecticut, myself from Birmingham, Rodney from London, and Tommy from London. Okay. Um, that's where we started. But now we have, uh, we've had about, you know, 20 or 20 few people coming in around the group. Mm-hmm. This configuration for Birmingham mm-hmm. is myself, mm-hmm. Tommy mm-hmm. From, uh, from the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, Bruce Bean from Nashville who went to Oakwood. Oh, okay. And Dominique Posey. Really? Yes, sir. Dominique awesome. Posey is our baritone. Awesome. And Tell him I, I'm coming for his spot. I'm, they, no, I'm, I'm right there. <laughs> no, we might throw a bass line in there for you. But I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. Right, right, right. <laughs> Just point you when the low note needs to come out. There you go. There you go. That's what's, that's what's yeah. up. So how did you guys landed this configuration? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, Yeah. So, so... Vox Futura for for a while now is has been uh, you know we've had a UK group we had a US group gotcha and we have at, you know sometimes will be there'll be three different types of Vox Futuras on a cruise ship or doing a like Menudo well no yeah so so the idea <laughs> exactly or, or you know uh, uh, there's several different groups that have that model you yeah, know what I'm saying yeah. so so at that point really Vox Futura is a, is a concept that is classical and soul fusion gotcha. and my idea with it is to find it get as many young black men the opportunity to experience this as possible yeah so we settled on this one this time because I came home and I had an opening for a baritone for uh, for a cruise ship gig and you know me and Dominique were just talking about it and I saw his work I saw him do this Prince tribute I've seen this Prince tribute his Maxwell tribute and I really admire what he's doing and I ju- I had him join for just a couple of cruises to say hey I got this new industry you don't know anything about the cruises Come and do a few gigs with us on these ships. See, you build like your it. own. Sh- you know, I, yeah. I help you build the show to fit yeah. the specification. Uh huh. But he came in. Oh no, that's all right. He came Sorry. in and was so incredibly great in the blend of Vox Futura. Yeah, and he was such a great performer. And it, with his with his classical sound. Uh huh. I said, hey, you know, man, we got a few more of these. You know, yeah. why don't you uh, you know, why don't you come in and 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 stay for a while? Yeah. And he he agreed, and uh, so so it became what became you know just an initial, uh, you know, couple of gigs really became something that we really wanted to be a part of it, you know, you know, long term. That's so, awesome. So he came in, Bruce came in uh, about a year ago mm-hmm. uh, through a, a friend of mine uh, at, who works at Oakwood, uh, okay. put us in contact. Okay. And Tommy and I have been in the group from the beginning. Right. You know? So he he and I are kind of business partners in this venture. Right. Um. When is it again? November six, five thirty p.m. But let me let me tell you a little bit about the uh, about the the orchestra as well. That's what that's what I was. Going yeah. To. So so we've got uh, my whole idea with this again. You talk about uh, classically black is what we're calling a classical soul. I wanted to find a, as many ways to make this a African a Birmingham African American experience. So every single piece of this show is a Birmingham based. African American, 
from the entire orchestra, my strings, my woodwinds, my drum, bass, guitar, everything. We have Dave Dave Crenshaw. Yeah. Is my music director. Oh wow. You know, we got Byron Thomas on keys, you know. We've oh, got wow. Dave uh, David Marshall on on guitar. You know, we've got, you know, some amazing string players from all over that just I mean, it's it's but I'm what, but as you're explaining, I'm saying take us as much as you can without yeah. revealing through the show, like uh-huh. you know what I'm. I, what, what are we okay. gonna see? That's so, what I'm all right. Yeah. So, so we have uh, <clears throat> we've got a, a conglomeration of a lot of different acts. We got Miles College Chorus that's coming to, to, to perform with us. We got oh, Allison wow. Sanders, a black soprano. Deidre Gaddis is gonna come in. My but girl, Deidre's gonna be there, man. I just got off the phone with her now. We have a black male ballet dancer uh, who's a. a, a, a the teacher at ASPA oh, named Jamal wow. Barnes is going to be doing a piece for us. But okay. just to quickly take you through the show, yeah. the first act is a classical and soul fusion act. So it really does show you what it means to fuse classical and soul. We got, got we started with a classical piece. We, we have a piece for this. The second piece is a mix of Mozart and James Brown. I'm not going to say much oh, more than wow. that. But that it, it it rips the bandit off, shows you exactly what the, what we're all about. Yeah. Then we go into an acapella piece, and then we do uh, a medley of John Legend's "All of Me." Then we go into a a, a, a classical piece called "Pia Jesu." Okay. And then we do the prayer. Okay. And from the prayer, we end with a very classical piece named "Conte Partio" that end the second half. The, I mean, the first half. The second half opens, and I call this the the uh, moment of Black History lesson, right? Okay. Um, and I don't want to reel too much. No, but we got yeah. a we got we got a, a something that you where everyone will recognize a little piece of rap history as okay. our opener. Okay. Uh, instrumental version of that. We have our own poet laureate, uh, um, Ashley Jones, that's going to really? come and do one of her own poems about Harriet Tubman, and then we have a piece that my cousin, a composer. From New Pilgrim Baptist Church, his name is Sam Robinson. He gave me this piece, and unfortunately he passed away about you know a few years ago. Okay. But right before he passed away, he gave me this piece that's called African Lament, about the Middle Passage. This piece is from the perspective oh, wow. of a black man taken from the shores of Africa and put on the ship. We don't the the entire song, the spot of time is about how confusing and absolutely brutal that must have been for him to be in that hull of the ship. And we 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 enter into the song with groans and, you know, screams of 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 confusion. And it just tells the, the lyrics talk about what that life must have been like for that spot of time. He composed that piece, gave it to me, it's just mm-hmm. piano and voice. I've taken it, orchestrated it for an entire orchestra. And Jamal Barnes is gonna perform that piece downstage in spotlight while Vox Futura is upstage with the orchestra singing that song. So we'll do that oh, wow, piece. that's beautiful. We go into, from there to an Old Man River medley that kind of chronicles black life from sharecropping, slavery and sharecropping, all the way through to now. Old Man River represents sharecropping and our time, you know, picking cotton in the fields. And you know, mm-hmm. you know how that song goes. Yeah. Old Man River just keeps rolling along. Yeah. Then we go into Sam Cooke, A Change Is Gonna Come, which mm-hmm. represents that 60s iconic, mm-hmm. that's an iconic song from the mm-hmm. civil rights movement, which Absolutely. we know a little bit something about in Birmingham, Absolutely. right? And then the entire song breaks down and then one voice sings, somewhere there's a place for us, somewhere there's a place for us. And that piece is meant to represent that feeling you got when you 
when you heard Barack Obama was the newly elected president of the United mm. States. That feeling, that black renaissance, that yes, we can. Yes, we all, we have a place here. There's yeah. a place for us, right? Yeah. And so we bring all of that from from being taken from the shores of Africa all the way to, to modern day within those 20 or 25 minutes in the second half. And then we end with Nessun Dorma. And then we end with a, a little bit of a blues moment, you know, because we're in Birmingham. We're going yeah. to give a little something, something at the end for yeah. you guys. But I think it's a fantastic show, man. And I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm happy to bring it, bring yeah. it home, man. You know, I'm really happy. It, every time I think about the show, it puts a smile on my face because I think it's something that, that the city is going to enjoy and something that I have, I mean, enjoyed putting together. So, where where can people get tickets? You can get tickets from Vox for Tours website, voxfortour.com backslash tickets. You can get tickets from Ticketmaster. You can get tickets from the Lyric website as well. Outstanding. And um, before I let you get out of here, mm-hmm. be sure you tell your parents I say hello and I love them. Of course. Be sure you tell your sisters hello and I love them. All right. And I just want you to know that um, anytime you have anything going on, that seat is open for you to come tell us about it I so that we that. can support you because we love you. I appreciate that. And I love you too, man. <laughs> I want to thank my dearest, dearest, dearest friend. I'm going to stop calling. Like, I, I look at y'all like babies, but you're grown. You know what I'm saying? So I, I want to start saying, I want to start r- recognizing you as such. But uh, this is my baby boy right here. I want to thank you for big, coming. You're the big bro, man. There's nothing wrong with it. We were run, we were running around your house for <laughs> four, five, six years old. Okay, it's all right. I want to thank you all for listening. And as always, a huge shout out to Creed 63, I360 News, and UrbanHam.com. Don't forget voxfortura.com forward slash tickets. God bless. This podcast has been brought to you by Jefferson County Sheriff's Office.